You're listening to Sweet and Sour. I'm Hope Go. I'm Jane Lee. We are talking about women's issues, breaking barriers, and tackling taboos. Let's get chatting. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> when we first began producing Sweet and Sour, Jane and I promised we were going to. Well, we, we didn't promise our audience, but we certainly promised each other that we would touch on issues that were important to women. So today we're going to talk about sexual harassment, mm-hmm. which I think is a is a very important issue for for many. And of also, us. it has been a um, a very hot issue over the past two or three months with this Me Too movement, and this movement really pushes the the legislative union to pass a set of new rules or new Regulations or new laws to address these issues of sexual harassment, and so the, the 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 law that passed is now requiring all workplaces and schools to set up channels for reporting sexual harassment, and so employers and also school principals they now must investigate all sexual harassment complaints and report their findings to local labor or education authorities, and if they don't do that, they they could be fined one million NT. So it's really a milestone. Okay, so you could be listening to Jane and I talk about the legislation, which we don't know very much about, admittedly. Or you can listen to our guest. We had joining us Allison Wen Jiachen. She's a judge with the Criminal Department of the Judicial Yuan. Um, what made this so special was that Allison was one of the people that actually shepherded the legislation through hmm. the legislative yuan. So she hmm. speaks with authority not just about the legislation, but also about her own personal experiences as a woman who hmm. has suffered um, sexual harassment. So let's see what she has to say. Okay. I'm going to start by asking you if you were happy with the amendments that were eventually passed by the Li Fa Yuan, I think that the uh, amendment of the sexual harassment laws are a progress uh, in uh, gender equality uh, in our society, and uh, especially the main purpose of those acts are to deal with the power sexual harassment, which just occurred uh, recently in the Me Too movement. Uh, actually, the sexual harassment laws include three acts, Sexual Harassment Prevention Act, and Gender Equality Employment Act, and Gender Equality Education Act. And those three acts apply in different occasions. Uh, the Gender Equality Employment Act applies in uh, the working environment. And also the Gender Equality Education Act applies in the campus. And the Sexual Harassment Prevention Act applies in the other occasions. Culturally. The Me Too movement began in America some oh. years ago, but it didn't actually start happening in Taiwan until a few months ago. Why is there such a big gap between what happens in the West to what happened here? Actually, in Taiwan, we are in a society with Oriental culture. For the woman, perhaps uh, some women don't dare to speak up for themselves. And also, especially for the sexual harassment, because uh, there is only the evidence is usually insufficient. Uh, the only evidence might be the victim's allegation. and But without the other corroborating evidence, it's hard to prove beyond a reasonable doubt and to affirm a conviction. So the woman might 
be afraid that if she report to the police or if she file a complaint, but finally she's still losing the case. Uh, in a power sexual harassment case, um, because the victim and the perpetrator are in an unbalanced relationship, and the victim is under uh, the uh, supervision or assistance or care of the perpetrator, so the victim might not dare to speak out for herself as well. I remember you saying that gender issues was one of the reasons why you became, you entered the legal profession. You want to talk to us about that journey? Well, uh, when I was a little kid, I was interested in the criminal cases. As a woman, I also pay attention to women's rights. I've served in the judiciary for 17 years. In the first eight years, I served as a, pro a prosecutor, and then I transitioned to a judge for nine years. But when I served in the Taipei District Prosecutor's Office, I was assigned to the Women and Children Division, so I had the chance to deal with the sexual harassment cases and domestic violence cases. And then after I transitioned to Taipei District Court, I was assigned to the Sexual Harassment Division, so I deal with lots of the sexual harassment case, sexual assault cases. When I deal with a case, sometimes I found out that uh, the woman's view and men's views are different. That's perhaps because we have different um, backgrounds or we have different attitude to gender attitudes. Male judges and female judges might have different views on the uh, sexual harassment cases. So what I think is that judges have to adopt an objective standard like a reasonable third party's perspective. And we have to incorporate both the men's views and women's view. And we also have to understand the sexual attitudes and sexual behavior patterns of the offender and the victim. Because the, sometimes we are different from the generation of the victim and the offender. So we might not be able to understand their uh, sexual attitudes and their behave, sexual behavior patterns. That's Great. It's wonderful. But if I am a woman and I am being stalked by a crazy person, how confident am I that when I go to the police, I'm going to be heard? And I'm, also be helped. And I will be helped because um, we can talk about this later because I think it's very important to note, and I'm going to leave this in for air, that all of us in this room have, in one way or the other, been victims of sexual harassment in Taiwan, right? So how are we so certain that our complaints will, at the very least, be heard and, at the very best, be actioned? Well, actually, as long as, I think that as long as women can uh, dare to speak up for themselves, dare to report to the police, I don't think that the police won't deal with it. If the woman just reported to the police, the police still have to deal with it, and then they will uh, make a, a statement for the victims. Well, actually, I was sexual harassed uh, several years ago, and I was sexual harassed uh, for four times, I think. And uh, those all happened uh, on my way to my office or on my, on my way home and the MRT station or on the carriage. And um, actually, the first three times, I didn't do anything. And I just let him go. 
and because I was scared and froze, and I was also in a hurry to go home or to my office, so I didn't want to take any time to 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 um, to. Uh, so I didn't want to um, consume my time during the process because I knew that if I just uh, go into the process, then it would take perhaps. At least two hours to make a statement to the police. So the first three times I just、uh, let him go, but after the third time, I felt really uncomfortable, and I regretted it a lot. And so I decided that if the sexual harassment happened again, I would never let him go. And and then it happened again.、Uh, that's the for- fourth time. I remember that it happened in the.、Uh, MRT station. When I just took the elevator, escalator. How much of these experiences influenced or helped you look at the laws that you eventually <laughs> studied? I know that this is a very difficult question to ask because I know that you know it, it's like that with journalists as well. We're, we're obligated not to get our allow our personal views to. Get in the way of what we're doing, but at the same time, this is so intensely personal. Yes, sexual harassment is a very personal experience, and it's a very violating experience as well. Do you think that what you went through had an influence in the way you looked at the laws? Did you think about how, as a woman, these laws could help you or could protect you after those incidents? Uh, I I think I was under pressure after those sexual harassment incident because、um, after that every time when I took the escalator in a、uh, MRT station I just、uh, turned a little bit to take a look from the corner of my eye to see the 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 person who is behind me if he is a if it's a man or a woman and if it's a woman I would feel relaxed but if it's a man I would just、um, feel a little bit. Uh, under pressure, because I was afraid that perhaps、uh, he would touch me from my back again. And、um, but actually, I think that still、uh, we women we don't have to worry that we just speak out or we just defend for our rights. And as I mentioned before, from from my case, I report immediate. I reported immediately to the police, and I asked to、uh, preserve the surveillance video so the perpetrator. I think that he was just really shocked that I did that immediately. I think that most women have experienced sexual harassment in their lives, perhaps most women, and then perhaps most perpetrators are escape because the victims were unable to react in time, or perhaps sometimes the perpetrators might not be convicted due to the insufficiency of the evidence. So,、uh, as a woman. I would like to recommend that、um, if the sexual harassment happened, we should just、uh, make our decision immediately and to see if someone is around us who can help us or who can be our witness. And then we have to、uh, report to the police immediately, or or at at least to inform the information center or anything else like that, and to preserve the.、Uh, Evidence immediately. As for the laws, as I mentioned before, the protection measures of victim is really important, and the sexual harassment laws also、uh, added lots of、uh, protection measures for the victims. 
and to make the victims feel released.、Uh, if they report to the police, their personal information will not be released. And also, the employers or agencies or schools organization have to take some immediate measures to protect the victims. So the victim don't have to worry that they will suffer from any damage if they report to the police. You were listening to Alison Wenjiachen. She's a judge with the Criminal Department of the Judicial Yuan, and that does it for this edition of Sweet and Sour. You can catch all our episodes of Sweet and Sour on Spotify. And if this episode triggered thoughts and insights, or if you're interested in hearing us talk about other things, we'd like to hear from you. Drop us a line at sweetandsour at icrt.com.tw. Until next time, goodbye. <laughs>